What's good, Divine Gang Gang? So this is Chit Chat for day number two of 2022. And um, it's going to be a fun smorgasbord of things I've been learning. Um, I can think of four things off the bat. So this is, these are the four things I want to address. I wanted to go over the message from the 366 Daily Laws from Robert Greene. I also wanted to talk about, and it's going to be in the title, you know, showing up thirsty to these, to these dates. I'm guilty of it. Um, I also want to talk a little bit about, um, a while back we read about, um, healthy competition and I wanted to give you the hood Oracle on that one. And also I want to pull an Oracle card. All right, so let's go. So when I was reading um, the daily devotional for today from Robert Greene, it's day two. Um, <clears throat> and so because it's the top of the, you know, I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and say it. I'm going to say it's the pagan year. And and this one was interesting to me because I wanted to really embrace just ready to, to transition in 2022 with everyone else. Um, I'm definitely someone who feeds off of the co- energy of the collective. And I was just so done for us to move on into something new. But I, I um, was always, not, not always, but it's just in the, always in the back of my mind that um, every day is a new day. Every week is a new week. And it gives me a chance to not stay stuck in a rut. And that has helped me a lot. Um, so I think I'm just leveraging, taking advantage of the collective and and this calendar year where it's like new year 2022 but I want us to to I want to remind us you know one of the things that I think we don't really use in in as a collective is understanding planetary placements right and um for those of you who like to manifest you're going to understand what I'm talking about but Sometimes they tell you not to manifest on a um, on a full moon because a full moon is about completion and it's about letting go of of things that no longer serve you. <clears throat> it's if anything, it's a great time to complete projects. So start something on a new project and try to plan it around ending it around the full moon, so that you can release it right. And so. Uh, what I think some of us are getting caught up in is that we are in the dead of winter. Everything is dead energetically. It's like, so you have people who are trying to revamp and restart and refresh and energetically, planetary-wise, is dead. So we're kind of shooting ourselves in the foot. So... um. I'm kind of in this energy where I appreciate that it's like, it's a nice mental reset, but I'm also, and I didn't realize it until I made a comment yesterday and it reaffirmed for me. I said, you know, I'm here with everybody else, like all the other divine feminines revisiting, you know, um, my goals especially as it pertains to health and fitness. And I said, but I'm not really going to get back out there or I have found myself to be more productive in the spring. And so my subconscious psyche, 
understands that new things, the refreshing, the vibrancy, um, revamping starts in the spring, right? For those of you, you know, biblically, the biblical Bible or whatever, it starts the new year in the spring, right? That's when you have the rebirth. And so I just kind of wanted to to share that there with you. But going back to the 366 laws, it was really simple. All he said to think about was, take time to think about when you were a child, what were the things that you loved to do? Because even when I was reading from the, I, I lost track of my days, so I already did the reading for Monday from the book, How the Rich People Think. But it was talking about how, <clears throat> Uh, we were talking a little bit about how I think even as children, we want to have the nice houses, have the nice cars, make a lot of money and and be rich. And especially if you grew up in a religion, the adults start to um, ingrain in your mind like, no, you can't do this. You can't do that. You can't make money. You should be happy with less. Um, money is evil. Um, rich people are evil, corporations are evil, and so we go through life kind of being happy with less, and so he was reminding us that here at the beginning of the year, start to reflect on the things that used to, that made you happy when you were a child, um, and, and that's going to help you to reset to get back to the things that you love because one of the things about one of the things that you learn when they talk about manifestation you you read it in millionaire habits and um um different books that have to do with health with wealth and abundance but they tell you you know some part of the reason it doesn't feel like work is because it's things that you love and so um i can see what he's doing with the book um, yesterday he was talking about, uh, mastery and part of that requires that you have clarity of mind because once you are mastering something, that means that you're very specifically working on a project, right? You're not pulled in different directions. You're not the jack of all trades. You're mastering a specific skill or, um, developing a specific product or good or service, Right. And so for those of you who just need that little reminder, it's kind of like, remember when you um, were, you know the song that comes to mind? Do you remember the time? Remember the time? Like, do you remember when you were a child and the things that made you happy? And so it can mean that for some of you, you're going to have to realign yourself with what it means to to generate your wealth doing things that you love like if you love to sing if you love to paint if you love to excuse me just a dry throat but i'm fine there um what does it mean for you to love to like one one uh woman that i came across yesterday she had really great advice about what it means to be a millionaire and that type of thing but she started to recognize that she's a creative type and it was refreshing for me, a reminder for me, because 
I would have never thought that you could make money being creative, but she is create. She said, I'm creative. So she will make all kinds of things. She's like, I'm good at photography. I'm good at um, do it yourself projects. I'm good at sewing. And it's like, I would have just been kind of a little, my personality, I'm a little bit more fixed. I do enjoy art. I do enjoy painting. That's one of the best things I enjoyed about high school was being able to take those art classes. And I continued doing that when I went on into to college and stuff. But just reminding you to go back to your childhood dreams of when we were so happy and um, optimistic and... Um, yeah, so that that's the message from there. And and it's amazing how these daily laws are so simple, but if you meditate on that thought for the rest of the day, it you know, it's going to make a difference. I'm recording this actually 3:48 in the morning. So for the rest of the day, I'm just going to allow myself to think about <clears throat> the things I love to do as a child. And um and either incorporate those type of things. Um, today I did a message on self-care, but it's like part of the self-care um, addendum could be just looking for ways. To, I actually had a coloring book, but it's in storage, but I really could order another coloring book. They have adult coloring books and um, being able to just draw, you know, and I enjoy the colors and, and for those of you who uh, yeah, are into like adult coloring, that's kind of like my type of thing, but it could be anything from revisiting, you know, changing or transitioning to a career that's based off, off of childhood dreams. In fact, the person that he mentioned there, I don't remember her name right off the bat, but um, her dad used to have a lab. And so she would go in there and just stand there and watch him and look at all the instruments and all the chemicals. And she would just, even as a child, daydream. And it talked about how her first time when she finally got to get her hands on it, like just this pleasure, this wave of euphoria that came over her and it's like it felt like home and she went on to discover it was a specific y'all I'll be getting the gist of the, the of the message and how deep and beautiful it is but I don't remember sometimes the, the specific but she discovered a certain um chemical component or or the way that it works or or um chemical reaction type of a thing but it's like that's what she stayed true to the things that she loved right and um so it can impact you or influence you to revisit how to generate wealth through that or to do self-care where you're incorporating things that brought you joy and happiness back into your life right um, okay, so let's get into the to one of the things. Um, I was uh, came across a guy on YouTube, and I know for a, a fact I, I used to be one of his subscribers, but I, I had to unfollow, and and it still came up in my algorithm. But it is what it is. But I wanted to hear what he had to say, and it was one of those things where I know for a fact that this guy doesn't want to get married, but he is talking about getting back out in the dating field, right? So he's single, I'm single. And I'm like, oh my God, I feel bad for the women who are going to be out there because he's single. And so kind of what I want to talk about is something along the lines of 
we're at a point where just because these men are single does not mean that they want relationships. And he's one of those people where I don't know if he's going to tell women that he doesn't want to get married, um, but he wants companionship. He wants a relationship. Obviously, there's a sexual component, right? So a part of it is he wants that sexual healing. And so God forbid you're the person who meets him and he, do you think that because he's single and he's dating and he's talking to you, um, that he wants a relationship. So it made me think back to a couple of podcasts back where I've been kind of just sharing with you like, oh yeah, there's these eligible guys. Um, well, let me backtrack. There's these bachelors and they seem to have a great background and they're single and they're successful. And so part of this process, I think some of you guys know, I do have a a little bit of arrested development um, and, and there's different components. And I, I mentioned those things so that I think for young people, you can understand it. For those of you who are older like me, it just is what it is. I can't, I'm not going to beat myself up in the process, but if, if you're looking to be a parent in the future and raise your children, then you can kind of listen to some of the things that went wrong, but I had arrested development, um, in the sense that, um, not only was I not allowed to date, I wasn't really allowed to have friends. Um, I, they kept me very sheltered. I wasn't allowed to listen to secular music or watch TV like the, for years, all the way up in, even till my teens, we were just allowed to watch stuff like Sesame Street, three, two, one contract, um, anything that was on PBS, but no cable, um, only Christian music. And I wasn't, I wasn't even allowed to have friends over to the house. So in terms of building relationships and being emotionally intelligent and understanding how other women think and how other men think, I was set back. So, um, and again, I wasn't allowed to date. And even in my, um, later stages, I remember kind of still getting scolded for, for dating. Um, they showed no interest in either of my ex, you know, I've dated four different guys in more long-term relationships and they gave zero Fs about any of their involvement or, or what that meant for my future for marriage or anything like that. So me going about life the best way I, I could, um, and, and I, I want my young women especially to understand this. I could kind of imagine my niece listening to some of my podcasts as she gets older and she gets into college and starting to understand some of these things for herself. But as silly as it sounds, my aha moment this morning as I was listening to him is, oh my goodness, I was coming to the table thirsty. We've been having conversations about what do you bring to the table, Who's building the table? 50-50 for the table. Um, you know, that type of thing. And so, but what was happening is I was coming to the to the table thirsty as all hell. Thirsty for love, thirsty for a relationship, thirsty for that part of my life where I wanted to fall in love. I wanted the husband, I wanted the kids, I wanted the companionship, 
right? I wanted the relationship. And so what's so funny is I really want to play with the words, but I want you to get the mental imagery as you're moving forward. It's like, we kind of override the process of when they, but when the waitress comes and asks you what you want to drink before you get your meal, and how would you feel if the masculine and and there's rules to it right sometimes we do celebrate like a really um wealthy man is going to be able to order your um your your drink and your food for you right and there's pros and cons to that because what i think is happening is in in a sense when we're going on these first dates the masculine is going to say she's going to have a bear she's going to have a um coffee straight no sugar she's going to end and how would you feel if that's how, if he did that if he cut off your waitress or your waiter and said she's going to drink this <clears throat> and be very specific and you're thinking in the back of your mind <laughs> He didn't even ask me what I wanted. He doesn't know what I want. He doesn't know um, the, what kind of, like, I would prefer wine or champagne or uh, this type of soda or this type of drink or I really would like sugar in my coffee, you know, or I really would like a matcha iced tea instead of a caramel frappuccino. And I do want it with extra sour, um, extra sour cream. <laughs> with extra whipped cream like think about it right but but in reality that's what we're doing um so i was talking about this this guy who based on the things that he he said on his platform he doesn't want marriage but you will go on a date with him and he's going to be serving you He's going to be serving you the drink that's called, I just want someone to, that I can have sex with, that I can keep around until I find the next best thing, but I'm definitely not, I do not want to get married. And you being thirsty are going to let him order, place that drink and you're going to drink it. And so it's like, how do we get to the point where you can say, I like um, this type of champagne, or I like this type of wine, or I like, I don't know why cranberry juice comes to mind. It's sweet. I'm not really an alcoholic beverage drinker. I remember, um, like I said, I'm not an alcoholic beverage drinker for the most part, but as I started to socialize, I had good friends that um, I could ask them, and I told them, I remember my brother helped me. He, um, I told him, you know, what do you do in a situation when you go out and people are ordering beer? Because I did, I one of my exes used to drink beer and I he let me taste his beer and it was so nasty that I didn't drink it for years, right? But um, um, he so my brother's like, okay, so here he's like, I got you. <clears throat> you like sweet bears? This is a good brand, and he got me one that has like the four different flavors, and it ended up being one of my favorites. It's like I think it's a, a, like apple orchard or something like that. Um, <clears throat> and so sure enough, I tasted different ones and. And so now I know when I go out, if I if I have to or want to, I can order beer, but it's really sweet. Um, but I had to know what I want and I had to know to ask for what I want. And so 
in these relationships, it's like we have to have the boldness and the confidence to to have these conversations. And I think that just because he's showing up single doesn't mean that he wants the same things as you. I had mentioned in a, in, a, in the other podcast where it was like you're gonna have to get to the point where you ask, you feel comfortable enough to ask this person, well, how do you feel about exercising your options? Um, and instead of you wanting to fall in love and you've already kind of sized them up and said, well, he's attractive and he sounds smart and he dresses nice. I want to get to know this person. You kind of have to go in cold blooded and detached and be able to get the information of what you really want and be willing to walk away. It, it sounds a little bit ruthless, right? But um, those type of guys, you have to be able to ask like, well, do you see yourself getting married? And I would hope that this person would be truthful enough to tell you on that first date, no, I don't see myself being married. Okay, so why are you on this date with me? Now, that being said, there, and this is the thing, there are women out there, like I promise I I have heard these women with myself from my lips to God's ears. There are women out there who don't want to get married. But so day one on that first date, it's like, okay, do you see yourself getting married? No. Okay, cool. So I'm going to just, you know, finish out this conversation with you and I'm going to go about my business. But what happens is I think we come so thirsty that we go into it thinking, well, this person is single. He's on a date with me. He's attracted to me. So therefore he must want marriage and to build a relationship with me. No, boo boo. No, that's how, um, I love when Cat Williams talk, said talks like that, but I, I know I'm not the only one that was like that. And especially I think with my last two relationships, I subconsciously just took it for granted in both instances. They just wanted a, you know, the, the, the superficial part of what comes with, you know, the sex and somebody to, to go out with, uh, you know, to different places until the next best thing comes along, but no intentions for marriage or no intentions for building a family. Right. But we do it all the time and we can see it. And so we get into these relationships and we, in some cases, some of us have children, but that person never wanted to, 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 um, to get married to begin with, right? Um, so I would say that one of the things is you need to ask them, uh, once you hit six figures, do you feel that you're that type of guy that's going to exercise your options? And then two, are you looking for marriage? And sometimes I think for young people, it's kind of like if this is how you know you're thirsty. If you can't bring it upon yourself to ask this fine young man in front of you that asked you out on a date and has met your criteria in terms of physical appearance and how he presented himself, you know, and sometimes it's the representative that's at the table and you don't get to really see this person for who they really are, but you, you can ask questions to get around it. This is how you know you're thirsty. If you don't want to ask a question because you don't want to get the answer, if you can't ask them what you're looking at, uh, are you looking for marriage? You have a lot of healing to do. Um, I didn't ask that, and but I think in the future I would. And I would be have to be willing to just be ruthless and cold enough to be like, okay, well, you're not looking for marriage. 
I'm gonna walk away with it. I think what might trigger some men is kind of like, well, I'm not looking for marriage with you because I don't know you, right? But if you both agree that you're both looking for marriage, you might still come to the conclusion that he wants marriage and you want marriage and you want to build a relationship, but it's not with each other. But that's okay because you're starting to, to... peel back the layers and say, okay, I want marriage, you want marriage, boom. But um, you want a 50-50 relationship and I want a traditional marriage. Okay, boom. All right, cool. It was nice to know you. I wish you the best and I'll see you around, right? But we kind of feel like, man, I don't want to scare him away. I don't want him to, to go off. And he's coming with his agenda and he's serving, you know, a warm bear and you want you want champagne right? But you're going to drink it because you're that thirsty and you're going to hope that he likes you enough or falls in love with you and you're going to be different. No, I hope that kind of makes sense, right? Especially for my younger women, like don't go to the table so thirsty that you're just serving whatever he's putting on the table. And some of these men do not want marriage. And, but when you eliminate the ones that don't want marriage and the ones who, tell you when they tell you I'm not really ready for a relationship believe them but now you have saved yourself the emotional investment and three months or six months before he lets his guard down and his true his representative is is falls off the table and now he really lets you know well I never really wanted a relationship I told you I um I was just um, wanting to, to, I'm not wanting a relationship. They will tell you, like, I don't want a relationship right now. If they say that, then believe them, right? And But save yourself the, the time. And I think I'm just going to have to just hold that L and say, I was thirsty. I felt like they were single. I've, I've told you their credentials. They presented as somebody um, that... Um, would be considered high value, high earner, um, dressed well, articulate, but I wasn't, I was too thirsty to ask what I really needed to get out of the relationships and caused myself a lot of heartbreak and pain. Now, let's go, oh, I'm not going to have time to pull from a card or if something pops out, I'll read the card, but the other thing I wanted to address, this might be a little bit longer, I might extend it a little bit longer, but um we were reading an oracle. Okay. The card that came out was signs. Look at that. That's appropriate. Instincts are the message from the inner divine. If that doesn't really reaffirm, like you need to look at the signs when you're going on these dates, you have to be open to the signs. Don't ignore the signs. I think that one way of describing being thirsty is you are just going to close your eyes and take what they're serving and take what they order you. But all the signs are telling you, you don't even like bear. You don't want bear. You want something a little bit more refined. You like it chilled. You like it sweet. You like it sour, right? You like your martinis or your Cadillac or your margaritas or that type of thing. But, and all the signs are there, but don't be so thirsty that you ignore the signs like point blank period the card just came out it says and sometimes you have that gut filled feeling like I think back to those when I first started dating especially the last two in particular where I wanted something serious and ignored the gut feeling 
just thirsty as all hell, just drinking whatever they were serving. Singleness, non-commitment, the um, not necessarily um, pump and dump, but just the discard juice, you know. Um, drinking up the, I'm just going to be with you until I find something better and or exercise my options. Thirsty. I was thirsty as all hell. <laughs> now I have diarrhea <laughs> or, or, or just had a negative reaction to it. Like facts on facts, right? Um, let me, let me close off a little bit here and I'm going to, I want to definitely, um, chat with you guys about that hood message that I was talking about. Cause it's going to be important if you're kind of going with me. Um, moving forward with with the messages and the oracles. So let me stop recording here and then just add a little bit more of a message about, because I put here um, healthy competition. I wanted to address the healthy competition message that had come up a little bit earlier, a couple of podcasts back. All right. Okay. So the beauty, I think, of the messages that I've had to extend a little bit is as I'm waiting for it to upload, I have a little bit more time to think about, did I really drive home the point? But um, the thing about these chit chats is you're growing with me and you're hearing how I'm course correcting the messages. So <clears throat> for those of you who have been listening to my chit chats, we talked a little bit about um, we didn't get the stake. We didn't get the steak because we didn't order steak and we were toying with the idea of sometimes we are upset because right now what we have in front of us is our uh, Del Taco meal. Y'all, I can't, I haven't eaten Del Taco for years. Um, The last three times I ordered from there, and this was years ago, it's just nasty. Same thing with Taco Bell. I try to do some Taco Bell. Listen wasted wasted my money and my food right i had to end up getting something else but it's like we're there with the with the poor quality food and wondering why you know the person next to us is enjoying a nice thick juicy steak and prime steak and and really enjoying their meal but a lot of the times it's because when we talk about it in terms of relationships like i said you're coming to the table thirsty, right? And you, and so that puts you in a position where you are going to take anything that this man is serving you in his definition of love and relationships. And sometimes some of you are going to be bold enough to ask the questions and you're going to be, and you're going to get the answer and you're going to still be thirsty enough to feel that you're going to want to get that tummy fill. Um, not realizing that all, that's all it's going to be. It's just going to be a tummy fill. And so part of you ordering the steak means that the sooner that you are as a young person, that you can figure out exactly what you want in a relationship and say, I like my my steak well done, prime rib steak right? And have the courage to say that and order the steak and stick to your guns um, then you're going to be better off. If you can tell this person, this man, I want prime rib steak. That's what I I like. And you're going to know if you like it well done, medium rare or rare, you specify your preferences. And if they can't give you what you want, then don't even go to that restaurant. 
<clears throat> right? This person's going to tell you, it's it's almost like, just understand the conversations that I'm using and the illustrations, but it's like, you think that just because he's a Mexican restaurant that you're going to be getting the best food. But I just told you like Taco Bell and Del Taco, the food is nasty. It's cheap, it's fast, it's easy. And in most cases, it's going to give you diarrhea, right? And But you want Mexican food. and And so we were talking earlier about how, you know, What's going to happen, and I think especially more so even for my older women, if you're getting back on the, on in the dating scene, you're going to see single men. Single does not mean available, and I, I've been noticing some interesting patterns too, right? And we're going to be talking about different conversations to have even moving forward, but him being single um, and being a high earner, and I'm never, ever, ever, let me just be clear about this, I will never encourage you to make to date a man that's making less than six figures. I'm just not, I'm going to trigger the hell out of some people, but I'm just moving forward. I, I can't. <clears throat> if he's making less than six figures, just don't. And so now you're going to try to rationalize with me that, oh, well, just because he's making, you know, X amount of money or less than a hundred thousand, uh, he can still treat me good. He can treat, okay, fine. Knock yourself out right? There's a reason why I'm saying it and it's based on my experiences and I'm telling you that's not how I like my steak. I like my steak well done, right? But, and so, and so am I going to order steak from Del Taco or Taco Bell? No. Um, there are different places where you can go and get really good, um, Mexican food, talk for Taco Tuesdays or get a good burrito, there's a there's a um, vegetarian restaurant right down the street from me, and they sell Mexican food, um, like really really good and fresh. Um, and, but it is vegetarian. I will say that, right? But but still, it's it's so good. Like I might actually order some tomorrow. <laughs> now that I think about it, ah, oh, that's hilarious. But but my point is. You know, you think that this just because it's a Mexican restaurant and you're thirsty and you're hungry, you're going to eat anything. And the menu right there is going to tell you, you can get a cheap two tacos for $5 um, with some diarrhea on the side. You can get a cheap quesadilla, a cheap burrito, bean and bean and rice burrito. And it's telling you right there. But you want Mexican food when really what you need to do is just go to Cheesecake Factory and order the nachos or go to whatever restaurants where you know that they sell great Mexican food that has quality ingredients that's going to really fill you up. That's not going to give you indigestion. It's going to cost you a little bit more, right? But you're so thirsty that you'd rather just go through the drive through and, and it's a whole drive-through, the, all the directions, like we pulled the card for the sign. All the signs are telling you is it's a, it's a smash and pump. It's, it's this person's going to discard you. They're just going to run right through you and keep it pushing, right? Versus the type of person who's going to say, yes, I want steak. Um, I talked a little bit and I want to move on to the next topic because I don't want this to be too long, <clears throat> but we were talking earlier about how in the higher echelon of dating and um, 
the rich, the rich and the wealthy, when you get to a point where there are those restaurants, like I'm not even going to lie to you guys, that the guy has to order your drink and your food, right? And we scoffed at the idea that, you know, this guy really has no clue or doesn't care about what you want. But the ideal type of man is going to um, have talked with you to find out what you want to drink um, and be smart enough to know, you know, uh, kind of like what, what my brother did with me. It's like, okay, you want something sweet or you like sour or you like this type of drink, get this, this, and this, right? And that's, to me, it, it's kind of like a love language because he was paying attention to what I liked and really tuning in. And of course, that's what that's what brothers are going to do, right? Um <clears throat> But I would hope that, for one, don't go to the to the table so hungry and so thirsty that you will just give whatever he's serving. When the truth is, you want champagne and steak, right? Um, and so have those conversations, ask the questions, follow your gut intuition, and I would pray that most of you are finally get to a line to meet with someone who also likes champagne and steak or um, likes that type of restaurant and likes the quality ingredients. And he, he will order maybe something that's for him. But my point is, I want you to not be so thirsty that you're just serving whatever he gives you. And and you have to ask him what he's serving and what's on his menu and you, and you're wanting marriage and he's just wanting a companion and the sexual component and um, believes that he should exercise his options. I hope that that makes some kind of sense to you, right? Because I can see that I'm here, I'm happy, I'm pursuing my pentacles, um, you know, and there is going to be the possibility that I'm going to cross paths with different types of men. They're coming up on my Facebook, but it's like they're single for a reason and you have to not be thirsty enough to just think that, oh, just because this person is talking to me, just because we're on a date doesn't mean that you both want the same things. And don't be so thirsty that you're going to hope that you're going to be different and um, that maybe you can be manipulative and think that you're going to be able to be so loving and so caring that he's going to want to have marriage with you. When if you had asked him from the beginning, he would have been like, no, I don't want marriage. I don't believe in marriage. Like, I'm telling you, this guy, he's going to be out dating. Like, he's, he's talking about it on his podcast. This guy is going to be out here dating some of y'all. And he's going to, he, he has a complex too. But um, he's 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 like I'm a light skinned brother. I'm making six figures, and I don't have any kids. I'm a threat to society. But I already listened to this man. He said he don't want to get married. He he does not value marriage. And so, but that's why that type of guy too. He's gonna be the type of guy that he said um, I don't believe in paying for dates because um. I haven't found it to be worth the squeeze. So this is the type of guy I was talking to you guys earlier about the Starbucks dates, right? <clears throat> those are those type of guys, those six-figure earners, the six, the single. So, so you start to put the pieces together, and that's what these chit-chats are going to be about as we're moving forward. You start to put the pieces together. In isolation, if a man asks you for a Starbucks date, you could say, and... and 
as someone who has been on one and had a really great date, this was with the guy that had a, he was running in the million square foot um, warehouse, right? He was six figures going on seven figures when I met him and was getting groomed to be one of the VPs at that. It's, it's a huge company. Like most of y'all have <laughs> these items in your house. Like that's, that's like, you've heard of these, of this brand or whatever it is. Right. And he's one of their, he should be VP by now. <clears throat> this was almost like two, three years ago. So yeah, I'm pretty sure. Um, Cause he told me when he met with them, they're really impressed with him and whatnot. But, but um, in isolation, you would say, oh, okay. Um, let's just go on a Starbucks date. But then you start to figure out, well, this person is single, um, has one child and um, hasn't, gotten married before so then you start to put those two things together and then because I was so thirsty I wasn't asking the questions I just assumed he's single I'm single um he must want to build towards that but if I had asked him or stood back a little bit longer I would have realized that I was just an option to him right I was just somebody that he wanted to get to know for that time until the next best thing came along right? Um, same thing with my, with my ex, right? Um, it was one of those things where it's like, he's making money and it was like, I'm nice enough for the moment, but he would have just told me to my face, like he didn't want marriage. In fact, we had, I had, after a long time, the feelings are invested. The emotions are invested. I'm falling in love with the guy even more so head over heels. And so at that point, being so fucking thirsty that I just wanted it to work, that I told him, I said, I, you know, would like to um, to, to get married and have the, the kids with you and the ghost and the silence. But at that point, it's like I was too emotionally invested and... um. I just like the regrets are there, but I think, like I said, for my younger women, like just if you, that's how I I'm going to close out with this and move on to the next topic. If you cannot ask this man, do you see yourself getting married? Um, and when you're in a relationship, do you see yourself being able to exercise your options or you wanting commitment and loyalty and it's not matching up with you? deal with that shit up front like <clears throat> deal with that energy up front it it sounds counterintuitive but don't invest your heart or your feelings you kind of have to go in just ruthless and cold and ask all the questions and be willing to walk away um versus trying to make it feel like you know that you really want the love and the companionship and just because they're showing up single doesn't mean that that's your type of, of available. Anyways, so moving on to the next topic, I'm going to continue shuffling. If another word comes out, I'll, I'll pull it. But um, another thing that came up is we, we were talking in the chit chat about healthy competition. And I really liked it, right? Because it was one of those things where we were talking about you being a better version of yourself and wanting to inspire other people. 
But as um, I'm growing and course correcting, and, and like I said, I am kind of representing the, um, how do you call it, uh, arrested development. It kind of scares me a little bit, but I'm going to continue to grow and continue to to develop. But um, I think even this journey kind of helps me realize how naive I am about the opposite sex and about love and even other people. Um, and so that's why I think sometimes I can identify talking more to the younger women. And then it's like, I feel like I would get some smoke from my older women. It's like, girl, you didn't know that you didn't understand that, uh, you're not street savvy. Listen, I'm, I'm legit baby girl out here in these streets. So I started listening to this one lady on YouTube and she was saying, uh, she shared the experience and I, y'all, when I tell you sometimes I manifest things so fast, it's a little bit scary, but I, I'm loving to live in that vein. We had just finished talking about um, healthy competition. If you guys have been listening to my chit chats, you know exactly which one I'm talking about. That same night, I came across a random lady. It was so random. And she was talking, but she she shared this story about her nephew. And so she said, you know, my nephew, he was he was um, driven and he was running with a group of friends because he wanted to have a friendship. Who doesn't? Right. <clears throat> These are people in his circle, people that he grew up with. And so but he got to the point where he was starting to take community classes and he was telling them like, hey, you can take these classes and get certifications and um, it's going to like really help you if you want to transfer into a, a like a college or that type of thing. But he was starting to take um, like certification college courses and um, he he was sharing with his aunt how they were there, but they weren't really signing up for the classes, never enrolled, never took advantage of the classes. And so um, sure enough, he was able to advance and started to make Boku cash, like got his own apartment, got a nice car, was able to wear the nice jewelry. And so when it got to the point where they would go out and he was able to to really spend the money that he really wanted to and dressing good, looking good. <clears throat> and so he remembers like scheduling one, of, you know, had worked for the weekend and wanted to go, had been working and was looking forward to the weekend of just being able to dress up, smell nice, put on the Louis, you know, the whatever designer shoes, put on the Rolex and spend some money on these hoes type of thing, right? And just turn up. And so um, these were the same people that he was hanging out with over a period of time. And so long story short, he said no sooner had he arrived and gotten out of his car than someone came up to him and robbed him, took the money out of his wallet, um and took some of his jewelry and and robbed him and left so even though he was disappointed the funny thing is i don't know if you picked up on what i said but they knew that he had money in his wallet and only his friends would have known that right because if you're going out to the bar it's basically they knew his mo so they knew enough to rob him for his money and his jewelry so 
typically he said he would have gone home and just been like really bummed and called the night. But he said, you know what? Like, I, I'm guessing he still had his credit cards and he had his phone. So it's like, I'm going to just wait. I can still turn up. I still have money in my account. Let's just have a good time. I'm already dressed up. I'm already out here. I'm so good. And he said, those two guys never showed up. And that's when he started to realize that um, they had set him up. And so that's when I understood the hood message. That's when I understood School of Hard Knocks. That's when I started to understand that, you know, as much as we're trying to be so divine and be altruistic and have healthy competition, that's a course correction for you to understand that, you know, you really could be out here trying to motivate other people and try to inspire them and, and say, see, oh, look, I'm, I'm shining, I'm glowing, I'm investing in myself. And that message is just as much for me as it is for, for, for you. If you're with me on this journey where it's like, it made me think, and I started to go down the line of my friends where thankfully, <clears throat> um, the girlfriends that I have, they're in their careers, um, either single and or married or in relationships in those different strains of, of things. But it made me think I, I do have an unfortunately it's it's like distant family, but I have family where I have tried to inspire them, but with them seeing me um you know go through different ebbs and flows of my life where I was a little bit more like bringing in the cash. I'm getting back to that, but that's important for me to get this message now because I'm the type of person that I do like to motivate people. And I want to say, listen, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. That's, and it's going to start to manifest where I'm like, I'm wearing the Rolex and I'm wearing the designer and I'm traveling and I'm have the mansion type of thing. But this is for us to pay attention. Like one of the things, and this is how I knew the message was for me. I'm going to try to relay it to you also. Dang, this is going to be a long chit chat. I don't want to do that again, but I think that doing more frequent chit chats are going to allow me to address little small things every day instead of trying to wait for an Oracle card to bring up the message or whatnot. But she said, you know, if this person is not doing anything and they're not inspired or motivated for themselves, then don't try to be that person's motivation or inspiration. And that was like hood street knowledge that is so important and I want to be able to have that kind of third eye open for future messages, right? We want to be the best versions of ourselves, but we have to learn how to understand with with those type of people. And it kind of takes me back to that message when we're talking about coming thirsty to the table. You're coming as a shiny, bright, high vibrational 528s kind of love, you know, you want to be loving and you want to be understanding and you want to have the emotional intelligence and you want to believe in marriage and you want to believe that they're going to fall in love with you, right? And you want to believe that um, they're going to see the value in you and, and you think that you can change this person because if they, if when you talk to them, I'm telling you, and, and I can think back to my past relationships, you're going to see where they have the hangups and you're going to feel like, oh, I can love them out of this situation. I can love them out of their hangups. I can love them out of the, um, the hurt. No, no, they have to come healed the way you're healed. 
if this person is the people that are in your circle are equally trying to motivate and inspire you. I remember one of my friends, She, um, this was back at a time when I was still getting my finances together. And she sent me the um, description. She's like, hey, my job is hiring. I think you'd be a great fit for it. Um, and that type of thing. Let me know if you need anything. Okay, boom. That's how I need to continue just to keep in my circle. I have another friend that she's always listening to like less, less brown and... Um, um, encouraging me also. And so it's like, okay, it's reciprocal. That's what I'm going to continue to vibe with. And I have a friend that she's in the process of just getting promoted. Like not only did she get promoted, but she got another job. She's kind of working two different jobs, but trying to figure out which one she, she likes, but it's like, okay, these people are invested in themselves. Um, that's who I'm going to align with myself with. That's who the healthy competition is with, but I'm not going to, let's not put ourselves in situations where people are going to be jealous, right? I just finished reading in, um, the, 10th chapter of how rich people think and it was talking about how some people can be jealous and think that you're greedy for being a, a, abundant and um, having wealth not taking attention to the sacrifices that you've made right and so you have to protect yourself from those type of people right because I had been talking about how I want to when I'm going out I'm going to be meeting people and I'm going to want to spread the good news about passive income and being able to you know make money off of NFTs and trading accounts and forex and Tesla contracts and um miners and all this stuff that whole world of just passive income <clears throat> but I have to be uh gentle as a as a dove but wise as a serpent right so for those of you who you're going to know exactly what I was talking about when we were talking about creating healthy competition. Um, you know, sometimes not all advice is good advice and, and how to have street marks, street smarts, right? And part of emotional intelligence is understanding that there's the dark side of people, right? And it's not for you to take that water onto your boat, but to rise above it and to be aware of it and be aware of the the ways that people show up so yeah I think I accomplished all the things that I wanted to I um talked to you about the 366 laws um that the reminder for today was to tune into the things that make you made you happy when you were a child and look at ways to either use that to generate wealth or to create self-care practices that bring happiness back to your life doing the things you love the second message was um talking about coming to the table thirsty as af um i was able to pull an oracle card and the oracle card was talking about um signs paying attention to the signs and um that one ties into the the dating part, but also the healthy competition, right? Pay attention to the signs. Pay attention to to the people who are motivated for themselves and continue to motivate and inspire those people. But the people that are not showing up for themselves at this point is survival of the fittest. And don't put yourself in a situation where you can be vulnerable, targeted, and or get hurt, right? Um, yeah, so... That was message three and four, I believe. I pulled a card. I talked about the the dating, and I also talked about the hood knowledge of healthy competition, which was the four things, right? Um, the three sixty six laws. So I hope that was a blessing to you. 
and um, I look forward to doing more of these chit chats. And this one was compounded because it was like message upon message upon message. But I'm going to try to keep the chit chats to 30 minutes or less. Um, in some cases, just 10 minutes. Right. But I want us to grow together, my arrested development self and all, and to be street street smarts and know about the school of hard knocks and not come into these relationships thirsty. And um, part of that means being aware, like, um, of the different conditions, just because they're single. Um, and also, one thing, other thing I know I have to kind of keep an eye out for is. Um, getting a better understanding of how a narcissist shows up or, or how different men show up so that I can be aware of it, right? And the way that they speak and talk and to to, to save myself time and um, and heartbreak in the future. So going to sign off charging you with love, high vibrational kind of love, 528 hertz kind of love, um, uh, Charging you with the love of your life, especially for those who of you who desire that. I'm still focused on my pentacles. Um, I'm open to love, but I'm not. It's not something I'm actively pursuing. But we'll have those conversations. Um, but if love is what you desire, I absolutely um, wish that 528 hertz kind of love for you. Want to remind you that you are one of the first love loves of your life. You know what makes you laugh, cry, smile. You tw- spend 24 seven with yourself. You know your hopes, your goals, your dreams, your aspirations. So show up for yourself in a way that you won't have any regrets, regardless of all the moving parts that you show up for yourself so that you don't have any regrets. Um, going to charge you with health, with wealth, with wisdom and prosperity. And also want to remind you of my favorite mantra moving forward that every day in every way we are being better and better versions of ourselves. I am your Oracle. Until the next podcast, peace.